Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about the Prepper's Library. Um, I don't know. I always think, like, you know, people are always like, oh, I wish I'd learned that. I wish I'd learned this. Well, the cool thing is books, I mean, one, as a prepper, you should always be learning and moving forward, right? We should all uh, be kind of up our skills and up our game. I mean, that's that's really what makes you prepared, right? It is by having the ability to deal with a crisis and whatever. And obviously, a lot of that is having supplies on hand and, and different things like that. You know, having a winter coat in freezing weather or, you know, that that's being prepared, right? Having, a, you know, a stockpile of food if, uh, you know, somehow the grocery store runs out, that's being prepared. Well, having the knowledge and information that you need when something comes up is being prepared. And we have a lot of different ways to do that. I mean, you know, you have podcasts and you have different things that people are listening to. And, and you know, YouTube is like the limitless resource. And we watch all those uh, survival shows alone and all the different things, um, things that are going on there. But having hard copy books. I mean, I think like having an iPod with some stuff saved and throw it in like an EMP, uh, you know, a Faraday cage, something like that. Not a bad way to be, you know, maybe you need all your episodes of the survival and basic badass podcast on there. I know that would be my priority. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, you got to have priorities. That's, that's where you want to be. But, uh, having a physical library of actual books. Now I know people don't really use books anymore. That's like your CD collection or your DVD collection. They don't break out that often 
but there's a few holdouts that still have books, you know, that are, are physical paper and, you know, whatever. So, you know, we'll, we'll throw a bone to them. And, and I'm that guy. I, I have the, the bookshelf, you know, that's full. And it, it's funny because I'm not like the well-read or intelligent guy with, you know, oh, look, he's got, you know, all these fancy, I don't know, uh, Dante's Inferno or, you know, whatever the hell. But I, I don't even know what important books of literature are. But if there was one, it's not on my bookshelf. It might be on my wife's bookshelf, but not mine. But I have the big, like, prepper survival kind of guy, like how to, you know, handle shit. That library I've got well stocked. And and in that I'm I'm definitely well versed. Um, I think what it comes down to, my favorite number one go to of overall general knowledge. I, I I guess let me set it up as before I say that, I, I think the most important books to a prepper are really going to be things about the homestead. You know, things about keeping things going. Um, being able to provide for your family and take care of your family. Now, obviously, if you live in New York City, maybe not the book that would be my number one priority. But if you're, you know, out there living that prepper survival homestead or lifestyle, these are kind of the way to go. And my number one book, I got to say, would be The Self-Sufficient Life and How to Live It by John Seymour. And this book just seems to cover all the basics of, you know, it has animal butchering, it has fencing, it has how to lay out your garden, where to lay out your garden, has, um, I, I don't know, I can open it up here and see, has the different types of uh, fruit and vegetables and things to plant, how to set up a furnace, how to do a chimney, how to work a... Uh, a scythe, how to uh, do metalworking, has dyeing and weaving, pottery, you know, power from water, something like that. And the thing is, though, like a lot of books, they try and throw everything in there. Like, oh, yeah, you know, this is a guy who's actually doing all those things. You know, somebody who's committed to a life where you actually put these things in practice and you didn't just, you know, Google something and throw the paragraph in there so you could cover a lot of topics. I think that's where we get lost in a lot of the books is people just rehash garbage. Um, right. They don't know from practical knowledge. You know, anybody can do research, but not a lot of people actually do the work. And the way the world is, people are now doing these skills. You know, these are forgotten skills. Um, I know on, on, as far as gardening and farming, there's a lot of, there's a pretty big movement on YouTube of people out there actually doing it. And you're seeing them, you know, getting in there. I know my wife follows a bunch of YouTube channels that really, you know, encompass all that kind of thing. But, you know, finding sources and, and people who actually have real practical knowledge that has been implemented, that's a big thing. So, Self-Sufficient Life by John Seymour. If you buy one book at the end of this uh, podcast, that's the one to do it. Um, there's a lot of other, like as far as homesteading goes, uh, there was one actually put out by the government a long time ago called The Have More Plan. 
and it was basically how to basically take a uh it's i think it was like from the 40s i don't know it doesn't really say on the cover here uh um i mean i know it was rewritten uh, it says the original edition was 60 years ago but i think this version i'm looking at is from 1973 so mm. you know <laughs> to each his own right right um but it basically showed you how to lay out your property, how to deal with chickens and animals and, you know, that kind of thing, how to, you know, set things up, how to store things, how to have a food pantry, you know, all that stuff's in the other book, but it was also another great resource. Um, those I got to say are really my go-to on homesteading. Um, the next thing, like, I think there's like basic, prepper skills, uh, man skills. Think, think of like, like the Boy Scouts, right? What the Boy Scouts used to be, you know, mm-hmm. 40 years ago or 30 years ago when, you know, they used to get out and actually do things and whatever. Honestly, I don't know what the Boy Scouts are doing now. I don't even know. Do they still exist? Is there still a Boy Scouts of America? Yeah, well, yeah, they had a little problem with uh, fucking some of the boys, so... Uh, well. I don't know what the what the status is right now, but all right. So I would say, believe it or not, I again I don't know how the new ones are, but I know the Boy Scout handbook from twenty years ago had a lot of useful information. A lot of info. had a lot of skills, not tying first aid, um, you know, uh, fire building, uh, shelter building. Uh, location for shelters, how to navigate through the woods. I mean, these are all skills that people do not seem to apply anymore. And I got to say, it's not just buying the books. It's actually going out and trying to implement a lot of these things and actually, you know, some hands-on. A lot of it, you know, you find out that, hey, you know, if I had this one little thing, it would make my life a thousand times easier by actually going out and doing or or getting into the books, you can kind of get ahead of that curve. Yeah, but one of the if not, yeah, go ahead. One of the standalone books that a lot of people always talk about is the uh, the SAS Survival Handbook, and that's a great handbook. But the truth is, uh, you got it right there. Yeah, the truth is that that the Boy Scout Handbook is just as good, if not better, when it comes to uh, comes to a lot of those skills. Um, I think a lot of people overlook it because they think of it as a as a book for children, but the truth is, yes. there's a lot of great info in there, uh, especially if you're you're kind of a, a more of a beginner type of guy. Um, a lot of the stuff in there, you know, can actually be applied in re- you know real world situations. And I think um, you know things like like you're talking about, like basics of of knot tying and things like that. That's really important and. and you know, if you spend some time out in the woods, you realize how uh, how quickly different types of knots um, are important for different types of uh, applications. Right. And they cover, you know, water safety, track identification, plant identification. I mean, there's just so much knowledge there. Right. And the thing is, it's knowledge when you're taking care of yourself that becomes really relevant Mm -hmm. you know right um when you're on your own you know getting around new york city maybe it's not the best but i mean again you have somebody like you know we used to watch that show uh macgyver right they just re-brought that back had some kind of new thing but the guy basically had a 
I mean, one, I, I, I would say he's kind of a, a worldly guy who just is a, what what do they call it? A, a jack of all trades. But uh, that, there's a, I don't know, some other other uh, phrase they have for, for the guy who just kind of knows everything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he, he basically, the, the point of the show, they implied like he was a big chemistry guy. And he applied it. And I feel like being knowledgeable about how to deal with things like, um, you know, you're not tying your, you know, basic first aid and, and all the different things you can adapt that into any environment you go into. Um, I mean, think of that movie, uh, crocodile hunter, right. Or sorry, not crocodile hunter. Uh, the, what is the one crocodile Dundee, whatever the heck it was. I don't know, whatever that movie was, but he bottom line, he takes his like living out in the bush and is able to adapt and, and deal with the environment that he's put in because he has solid, useful skills that are solid to, you know, life. They're practical. You learn how to solve problems. You get your mind in that mindset of, of handling things. I think, and also I think that the confidence that comes with that of, you know, applying that kind of knowledge really gives you confidence in general for everything that you end up applying to do. So getting out there, teaching the kids, teaching the family, the wife, the everybody, the wife teaching you, you know, whatever it is, doesn't have to be the one way. I know we just got an email a little while back about how we painted it as a, a boy needs a dad, but we didn't uh, sell it as a boy needs a mom or something, and, and we were in trouble. Um, yeah, there was an email. Something about Kevin was saying there weren't badass women out there. I, I don't know what that's about. But bottom line, you know, there's there's moms out there doing it too. You know, you might be the strong one leading the charge on uh, all this. So we, we appreciate that and know that. I, I, I pointed out that Kevin likes to equally offend everyone. And if you haven't been offended, you haven't been listening long enough because that's what we, you know, that that's Kevin's way, his nature, if you will. That's how I show my love. Um, if I'm not shitting on you, then I that, don't, that I don't is, care about you. But I think, um, you know, I think a lot of that stuff, uh, a lot of that stuff goes both ways, though. You know, it's um, I don't feel like I uh, maybe said that, but maybe I did. I say all sorts of crazy shit. But, um, you know, I, I feel that it is a it is an imp- important situation that that kids have somebody to look up to that are, you know, actually teaching them stuff instead of just, uh, you know, yelling at them. Don't do that. Don't do that. Go do your chores. Do this. Do that. Instead of, uh, you know, actually spending time to teach your kids, you know, some of the important life skills right. and some of the important lessons that you've learned um, by making mistakes, you know. So, you know, I think that's important. Uh, one thing I do want to point out, though, is, is when I first started getting into prepping and, and survival and all that sort of stuff, I used to find these like uh, – uh, I always used to find these like magazines, like survival life and, and shit like that. And I'd buy them and flip through them. And it was always just a bunch of garbage, you know, be, be aware of what you're, you're spending your money on when it comes to those types of stuff. Cause there's a lot of, uh, a lot of real trash information out there. That's, that's really just a waste of time and a waste of money. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> really kind of, Kind of do a little bit of shopping before you start buying books that are, you know, are, are not going to teach you anything at all. Right. 
Well, that's it. There, there's a million like little prepper books and overall and, and, you know, zombie books or whatever, however they market them, you know, that, that are just junk. Um, think, think of the classics. Um, some of the ones that, that I would, uh, definitely recommend. Um, there's a book by, uh, Colonel Jeff Cooper, the principles of self-defense. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, that book it's a little pricey and it's pretty much a pamphlet and it's pricey for a pamphlet. Yeah. So the reason is not because that's what he was charging, but because it doesn't exist anymore and you're trying to find the old uh, right. thing, but principles of self-defense by Jeff Cooper. Basically that's a book about the mindset and just kind of situational awareness and being prepared all over, you know, in general, he had another book, I wouldn't necessarily say for the the prepper library, but again, another kind of mindset book uh, called uh, How to Ride, Shoot Straight, and Tell the Truth, I think it was. Yeah, I don't think I know that book. No joke. That one's actually in my desk at work, and like I keep kind of going back to it. And again, it's from like the 70s, and it just kind of is like the principles on being a man. It it really is is pretty great. Another one, uh, Man Trapping by Ragnar Benson. Yeah. Uh, Ragnar's Ragnar's 10 Best Traps. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ragnar is, I I think it's a, uh, what? A pseudonym, right? Pseudonym? Yeah. Right? That's how we say it. Yeah, I don't know who actually wrote it, but that's the the name of the guy guy that goes by. And he's got a few books, doesn't he? Right. Uh, we have the uh, Ragnar's Action Encyclopedia of Practical Knowledge and Power or Proven Techniques. Okay. And I have Ragnar's Action Encyclopedia Volume 2 as well. Think of that as like a uh, anarchist cookbook. You remember uh, anarchist cookbook, the way it was set up was very big on uh, um, like it broke down different skills and different things that you could, uh, you know, apply and, and it, it seemed pretty uh, practical, but th- that's the Ragnar's action encyclopedia. I'll grab it here. I'll tell you some of the, it's kind of all over like just general knowledge, but again, it it's more kind of for fun. Yeah. There's some stuff there, but none of it, it goes too deep. I guess that's what, you know, you get into trouble. Everything's like, three paragraphs. Um, he talks about lock picking, interrogation, caching, disguises, um, different types of guns. He has articles on just the AR-15 or, you know, the AK-47s, the SKS, combat handguns, knife fighting, uh, man trapping, uh, surreptitious weapons, blow guns, improvised firearms, silencers, shotguns sniping um you know just different and then i know in the second one it has like how to avoid hell you know deal with a helicopter attack or and but he also does like how to how to drive cars aggressively um staying alive while traveling in the third world countries mm-hmm. survival refrigeration thai boxing legally dying <laughs> fighting the government you know you want to read the article on fighting the government, yeah, right? Yeah. I don't know why we're not uh, doing podcast yeah. episodes on fighting the government. You know, when it comes to oh, that. Wait, every one of our podcasts. It's every one, yeah. Is that? 
but when it comes to that sort of stuff, um, you know, a lot of those, like the anarchist cookbook was, uh, was good. You know, it's a good way to blow some fingers off, you know, following, uh, some of their steps and, you know, they have things in there like, uh, how to, how to fake your own death and, and things like that. But a lot of that stuff is outdated. You know, you have to be up to date with some of the, some of those, some of those types of, uh, uh, more, uh, outside the box skills, you know, that stuff is changing all the time. So you have to be aware of that. And, uh, you know, the anarchist cookbook, I think that was the first kind of, uh, subversive book I ever had. And I, I found it on the internet and printed it out. It wasn't like something I was able to to buy, you know, an interesting thing about that anarchist cookbook, there is a recipe in there about how to use banana peels to make, uh, um, like a LSD type drugs. And, uh, it was put in there as a joke, but the FBI like really invested a lot of time in trying to figure out how you could use banana peels to make LSD and uh, didn't, didn't actually work out. It wasn't a real thing. So, you yeah. know, when it comes to those um, books, you know, those types of books, just take everything with a grain of salt. You know, it's not I wouldn't take most of that stuff uh, seriously. But it does have some good ideas as far as like uh, jumping off points, you know, how to, uh, you know, how to start when it comes to to building bombs and things like that. Stay away from that stuff because that stuff is, you know, like I said, you're going to blow your fingers off if you try and follow their their step by step. But um, that's always what they say about how to find a, how to, you know, identify the bomb maker is the guy missing right. the fingers. guy missing some fingers. Yeah, yeah that's now, you know, who makes books? on that kind of thing if you're interested it's the u.s army mm. they love putting that kind of shit out mm-hmm. um yeah, I, I it's would, not uh, hard to find either the, they're their stuff some of the classics for the uh collection you can also download those as just uh pdf files mm-hmm. i know that uh some of our crazy cohorts uh have emailed uh like just giant folders of like all the books of craziness that the armies put out right. and whatever. And I find it hard to believe that the government would be like, Oh, this army manual, you're a subver- subversive. Uh, but I guess we all have no business knowing what the army knows. Right. Yeah. Is that how it works well, in America? Yeah. I mean, I guess. So. Um, so the department of army in 1965, put out a book called booby traps. Oh yeah. That, that was, a, and that's some crazy, there's some crazy stuff in there. They have some ideas in there. Um, unconventional warfare devices and techniques. Mm-hmm. That one is from 1966. That one's also a classic for the uh, survival library. But, you know, again, you, you know, look into what interests you. Um, I have a lot of books on gunsmithing. I have a lot of books on gardening. Um, I asked my wife, she kind of is definitely, you know, five times the farmer that I am and definitely puts a lot more research into making things grow than I do. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, I, so I asked her, I was like, well, what's the go-to, you know, resource for laying all that out? And again, a lot of that is in that self-sufficient life or, you know, the basic books. But uh, she said this, uh, Week by week vegetable gardener's handbook is her uh, go-to resource. And it basically, you know, talks about when to start seeds, when to plant it. And, you know, and it does cover some techniques on how to actually, you know, get better results. So that's maybe the go-to on that. 
Um, I know one of my favorites, and I, I've plugged this one in the past. I, I think I've done like a whole episode on it. But The Secret Garden of Survival by Rick Austin. Right. I have that same um, book. That's It's that. really uh, – it's really a, a handy book and it, you know, and that's, you know, kind of, kind of shows you how to basically turn your whole yard into a garden. Um, that doesn't, doesn't appear to be a garden, you know, when, uh, when there is a food shortage and people are kind of going around looking for, for foraging and stuff, they're not going to necessarily see your yard and try and run in there and steal all your tomatoes and shit. It kind of has a way of setting things up so that, you're always growing edible food and uh, without it looking, you know, real obvious, like, you know, like you've got a b- bunch of trellises and a fenced in little spot where you have everything plowed in the furrows and, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, that's definitely a great resource. I would, I would take it further. I mean, he talks about, he's getting like five gallon buckets of fruit and vegetables every day coming out of mm-hmm. the, the woods. And it really, it's very, um, he, he came up with ways to really work against predators and things like that. And what I mean, I don't mean like, like people, I mean like things eating your garden and your vegetables. He grows things together that'll keep away natural, you know, pests mm-hmm. and, and things like that finds ways to get it to all work together to, uh, you know, really, I don't know, get you the high yield without being destroyed by deer and, and critters and whatever. You know, he's not the big, oh, my yard's full of fences and whatever. He's mm-hmm. got stuff growing together that's going to either hide the fruit or protect it or keep it away from things that you know shouldn't be eating your food when you should be eating it right um another big thing that uh you know i found is uh you know just general construction on the farm um you know just uh things like that i have a book uh it's actually just called cabins and it's by uh david and Jeannie styles mm-hmm. and i gotta say this guy goes into great detail on how to i mean a lot of it is like how to work with wood and and uh you know kind of log cabin building i mean it's definitely log cabin focused um but he shows you how to set up a a chimney how to you know work out house outhouses how to you know do all the different things that the nuance that gets in there um Really, I got to say, I probably have like 30 books on cabin building and and stuff like that. And as simple as the name is, I got to say, that's probably my go-to on that. Um, It is, uh, you know, it's just called Cabins. It says a guide to building your own nature retreat. But definitely a lot of the lost skills Mm -hmm. and the things like that. Speaking of lost skills... There is a guy, um, I got another book here, Eric Sloan. Eric Sloan, there's a uh, Eric Sloan Museum up in uh, either Connecticut or New York. I don't know, somewhere not too far from where I used to live. And he basically uh, covers all the uh, the early like American tools, you know, the old school stuff with how to do it and whatever. You know, a lot of this stuff you kind of pick up watching like uh, – you know, that Discovery Channel, you know, the 
whatever it is, Chip and Joanna Gaines stuff. They have all that, uh, you know, the, the shows like this one called Craftsman and things like that. And they have the old school tools. Uh, Eric Sloan, you know, covered a lot of that stuff and how to make those older tools and, and you know, the different things. I guess the lost arts. And there's a lot of cool stuff out there. But that's more for the the novelty and the, you know, you love that lifestyle and you want to get into self-sufficiency. That That's more the direction, you know, that I would go there. Um, yeah, the when last it comes thing to, I find. When it comes to oh, a lot of that, that uh, type of stuff, you know, I, I personally, I, I've gone out and, you know, if you go to go through Lowe's and, and uh, they've, they've got a little book section there and you can buy, you know, a little book on, on tiling and a book on plumbing and a book on uh, carpentry. Those books are really handy, especially if you don't have a lot of experience with, uh, you know, any of those individual skills. Um, when it comes to things like uh, uh, electrical, uh, not, I'm not really uh, great at that. But those little books kind of give me the, the confidence to make sure I, all right, I am doing this right. This is the way it's supposed to be. You know, those kinds of books are great to have on the shelf when it comes to basic home improvements. And the truth is, you know, you can save a lot of money by doing your own, your own basic home improvement stuff. And, um, you know, a lot of those little things that, you know, you, you think you know how to do it, but you're not 100% sure. You know, those books are really great to kind of, uh, you know, point you in the right direction and make sure you're you're moving, uh, moving in the right, right way. And, and you're not you're not fucking yourself over uh, in the long run. So, um, you know, those books are great to have on the shelf, um, you know, just basic plumbing, basic electro electrical masonry, uh, carpentry. Those are skills that not everybody has, you know, is is fully proficient in. But, um, you know, they're great to have on the shelf. So if you're rewiring a, an outlet or something like that, you know, you can just just look at it and and, uh, you know, make sure you're not doing something stupid. You're not going to, you know, give yourself a good shock and and uh, those types of things. But um, one of the other things I wanted to talk about before we uh, got got too much further is is cookbooks. Um I know, you know, everybody's got a few cookbooks, you know, whether whether it's like, uh, you know, how to make Vietnamese food or whatever shit like that, you know, weird, weird stuff. But, you know, it is it is important to have things, uh, things like, you know, there's no reason to have 20 pounds of flour if you don't even know how to how to use it. You know, if you're if you don't have a book on baking bread or if you don't know how to bake bread, um, there's no reason to have all that stuff stored up, you know, Um so uh, one of the one of the ones I have uh, it's real real couple of real good books is are are on uh, barbecue, and um, you know it's basic basic man scale stuff, but the truth is if the power is out for for a week or so you're going to be doing a lot of cooking on the grill, and um, you know making the same thing over and over again just because you can make some hamburgers and hot dogs on the grill you know that's great and everything but um, there's a lot of stuff you can cook on the grill. And uh, a lot of stuff you can you wouldn't normally think of doing. And if you have some of these books, you can kind of go through some of these uh, some of the methods that they come up with, some of the ideas they come up with and do a little bit of practicing. You know, it's it's great to cook some ribs on the grill or a steak and stuff like that. But there's a lot of stuff you can do um, with just a grill. 
as far as, uh, you know, getting, getting some good meals in. And, um, I think that gets overlooked a lot when it comes to, uh, to prepping. Um, I think probably most of the people that want, listen to the show, uh, take a little bit of pride in their own, uh, um, grilling skills. But, um, I remember, uh, a few years back, well, it was quite a few years back now, uh, I was in Virginia and there was a, uh, category three hurricane. You know, it's not, not terrible, not traumatic, but the power was out for a few days. And, uh, you know, I, me and my neighbor were some, some of the only people that were actually eating hot food for that week because we had the grills going and we right. had all sorts of stuff ready to go and, uh, all sorts of different recipes, different types of things, you know, cooking vegetables, cooking meat. And, um, you know, it's a, it's an important skill to have just because, like I said, the power goes out for, for a week or so. It's nice to have, be able to have a hot meal instead of just eating a uh, cold cereal out of a box. Yeah, exactly. Now, understanding, you know, the different skills and, and being able to actually apply them. That's the thing, too. You buy the books now. You start putting some time in. I know I I end up with some free time. Pretty much every job I've had, I feel like there's always some kind of time that, you know, you're sitting there idle waiting on parts or waiting on people or, you know, somebody to show up or something to happen. You know, keeping, you know, a book around. And kind of brushing up on some skills is not a bad way to be. You know, maybe it, this month it's, you know, one book. Next month it's another. And, you know, you should kind of always be moving forward. You know, just adding to the skill the skill arsenal, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things we've been getting a lot of emails about, I mean, I don't know. I say a lot. I mean, we don't, we don't get that many emails. We'll probably get, yeah probably 15, you know, emails a month. So that's a decent amount. But I would say at least two of those every month are like, where do I get antibiotics? How do I do this? How do I know how to implement them? Stuff like that. Um, I would definitely say the go-to on on, uh, survival medicine is the Survival Medicine Handbook by Joseph Alton. And it's actually Joseph Alton and his wife is a nurse, uh, Amy Alton. So Joseph Alton is a medical doctor and Amy Alton is a a nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. So um, they have a a newer version that's just come out than the one I had. I think the one I have is the second edition. Um, I think there's a third or fourth now already. So they're they're always kind of updating and moving forward. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen a more complete um, survival medicine book. But the thing is he approaches it with, all right, if you can't go get prescription drugs or these things aren't available, these are the five things that you could do instead of the prescription drug and talks about how you can do different things. Now he also talks about antibiotics, where to get, uh, like the fish antibiotics, different things you've heard. Um, so one of the things people have been asking me, oh, where do I find those? Where do I get fish antibiotics and whatever? When we last covered it, it um they were available all over the place. Um, they are a lot harder to find because I was going to be like, oh, here I'll send you a link because they're everywhere and I know you know where I bought them and whatever. When I actually did the research, they're not as available anymore, and I think people really uh kind of. 
force that market. So they do appear to still be available. Um, when I checked it out, I used to see them in tractor supply in the store. But uh, now it looks like tractor supply online. And they didn't have the same Thomas Labs one that everybody's, you know, always, you know, so excited to get. But they were like, oh, but we have this substitute or whatever. And it looked like it was still going to be good. You know, maybe things aren't as good as they used to be what's available. So take a look. But I know Tractor Supply did have stuff online. Um, I was looking at that. And maybe it's something you want to get before you can't get it. That's maybe the way to go on that. Um, the uh, Another book when it comes to medicine. Now, this would be for the guy who's the EMT or you plan on being kind of the doctor for the, the prepper group or the survival group. This is a little more commit, committed and uh, all in. But NATO actually put out a book called Emergency War Surgery. And they talk about a lot more advanced medical stuff, but how to apply it with what you have on hand as opposed to hospital resources. Right. Um, the, the Survival Medicine Handbook actually tells you how to stockpile all the, you know, pretty much every level of the doctor you want to be, um, how to have, you know, products that are going to solve all your problems. But I would say the war surgery one takes it to the next level of, you know, actually like surgery and stuff like that, things that you can apply. Again, probably not where I would invest my uh, survival dollars if I'm not the doctor guy and have some kind of significant medical training. But if, uh, you know, if that's you, that may be another thing to add, um, add to the library. The mm -hmm. bottom line is to find books that actually have substance. Um, it's very often that a lot of the, the prepper books, they want to have like a paragraph or something on each topic, mm -hmm. but they don't go into depth on anything. Right. And that's, that's really where you end up throwing your money away. I hate to say it. You mm -hmm. know, I talked about that self-sufficient life. The guy's actually applied practical knowledge and really got in there and dug deep on each thing. It's a significant resource, but be very careful on the ones that end up kind of having pamphlet knowledge, you know, where it's just like a paragraph or two paragraphs and they don't really dig deep, you know, um, find ways to get involved and, and dig deep into the topics that are important to you that you think are really, you know, an issue. And the bottom line is, laying out your farm, setting up the homestead, garden stuff, fencing stuff, dealing with predators on your property, dealing with predators that are uh, not just of the four-legged nature is also a uh, you know significant topic you might want to research and find ways to you know implement it. But the bottom line is you should be building up a physical you know resource library, where you can go and, and have access to the knowledge at any time, no matter what kind of condition the world's at. You know, I mean, everyone thinks, oh, well, I can just YouTube it. You know, it's on the internet and you can right now. And that's the thing. You can go learn skills on YouTube this weekend and get out and do some stuff right now. That's awesome. But if you're planning on gaining all your knowledge when you need it and when things go bad, that might not be the case. Mm -hmm. And I hate to say it, 
Governments don't like you being self-sufficient. Governments don't like you taking care of yourself. And those are the kind of things that go away. And those mm -hmm. are the kind of things that get you on lists when you, you know, when you're watching those things on YouTube and whatever. They don't like and trust people who can handle themselves. Because guess what? If you can take care of yourself, you don't need the government. And they don't, they know that. So maybe checking out some books. And I mean, I guess you can end up on lists buying books too. But, you know, some of the more basic farming and homesteading books, I think you're pretty safe. Um, but who knows, you know, you're already listening to this podcast. So I say you're all in, you know, just go for it. But I will say the reason I brought that up about government not appreciating it, those are the things that they're going to push YouTube to take off. You know, we've already lost the majority of the, you know, gun demonstrations and things like that. Yeah, that's a lot of that stuff is not promoted, you know. Um, first aid and whatever you would think, oh, that'd be a big section on YouTube and, and there's stuff out there, you know, there's, there's the nurse prepper and the different things, but that stuff is getting pushed to the wayside. And I think, you know, find some physical copies that you'll be able to protect and take care of and have access to real information. You might find it useful. So with that... I appreciate you guys listening. Um, I did send out another uh, batch of patches. Hopefully you should be getting them this week if you're still waiting. I would say if you go another week and you haven't gotten a patch from us and you feel that you're entitled to one, shoot us an email at uh, preppingbadass at gmail.com. If you have show topics, concerns, questions, um, shoot us an email at preppingbadass at gmail.com. You should also maybe join the conversation on Facebook. Um, you can uh, check us out at uh, facebook.com slam prepping badass or if you search prepping badass group, you can kind of interact and get involved. So with that, stay safe and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm -hmm.